Welcome to the PI Podcast, Political Insights for the Palaging Inis. I'm your host, Matt, and with me is my co-host, political scientist, meme lord with no approved therapeutic claims, Borge. Mukha ba akong gamot? Piyay nyo, piyay nating lahat, Borge at your service. Yes, and in this episode, we have a special guest uh, you, from a podcast you might recognize um, from, I, I suppose we, ha- in the anniversary episode, we act- particularly uh, featured him in the recommendations, but also one of the podcasts that, when I first discovered, of course, Podcast PH, you know, this is one of the few ones that got my attention because it's quite, um, well, close to my heart because his podcast, The Pisara Tales, is about being a teacher but he taught features millennial teachers and today we are, we have him to discuss some teachers issues particularly in these this day and age of course on right now where we're all doing online classes and especially the importance of the of the political climate so what can teachers do with that uh George, any impressions or that you perhaps want to talk about the preface before we get our guests on No, this would be a very interesting topic again. Um, issue political education had floated again, tied with voters' education, which I personally believe should be unfettered. So, Ooh. but hey, uh, it's probably one way for us to clear ground to establish a, uh, a concrete notion of uh, political education, civic mm-hmm. education to be more specific, beyond voting. So, yeah. Yeah. Excited for this episode. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this reminds us of our first episode, Teaching at the Turning Point, where we talked about us being political science teachers, teaching um, students, well, college students, about uh, politics. That's more uh, than a year ago. It is, it is more than a year ago, yes. And we're, in a way, revisiting that topic of education. But, of course, through with the perspective of someone thoroughly in education, Right now, but um, not necessarily a, politic- a politics teacher, but eventually, but also talks to a lot of other teachers as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the Pisara Tales, we have Sir Jay. Hello, Sir Jay. Say hello to our listeners. Hello, uh, hello, Matt. Hello, Borge. Hello, hello mga Kapi. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is Sir Jay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good <laughs> to you know the name of our listeners, Kapi. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so he, we've actually been listening to each other's podcasts. So, uh, yeah. for for our listeners, can you tell us why did you start the Pisara Tales and let tell us the origin of your podcast? Right. So, um, you know, the Pisara Tales is kind of like most podcasts nowadays. It's a pandemic baby. Uh, I started it when I was bored out of my mind the first time, like the very first set of lockdowns. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think I started it around like late. June, early July, some sort, something like that, and because uh, I at the time um, I just fin I, I just finished my first full school year, mm-hmm. right, which was actually cut short in a way, because uh, I started teaching 2019, and then uh, that was the school year that got cut short because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. So like you know our uh, suspension started around March and then never came back again. So. Uh, I just finished the. Uh, we just finished that particular school year, and uh, I was kind of. I was still. I was still feeling the. You know the that whole rookie season mm-hmm. of being a teacher. So I was looking for stuff to uh, to uh, to listen to, uh, because pod. I've listened to podcasts before, but not um, not as much as I do now because of, you know, the whole uh, online setup, mm-hmm. and so I was looking for educational podcasts. Uh, that are 
hopefully in the context of the Philippines kasi syempre we're Filipinos mm-hmm. and uh, you know we uh, we could learn so much of course from western kind uh, western education but it would be nice if there was something na uh, fit to our context no and i realized that there wasn't any and every time i would mm-hmm. go to iTunes or to, uh, to Spotify I would see a lot of uh, US-based uh, podcasts on education, mm-hmm. primarily US-based. And of course, there's a lot of nuances in US education that we don't have here mm-hmm. uh, or that uh, we're not yet, I guess, at the, at the level of applying here. So I thought, okay, why not start one? And then uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I know that I could talk for a while um it was shaky at first because it, it was something else to be creating content i never thought i would be a content creator but here i am so and um i at the record at the time of this recording i we recorded like 55 full episodes and still uh, going so nice. yeah mm-hmm. and so can you tell us some of the most important things that you learned from the guests perhaps things that um are important to teachers right now especially that they are uh, and going a lot of changes because we're all right now teaching online. So, right. uh, and of course, affected by a lot of this, this new milieu, this new environment. So, can you tell us some of the important things that you learned from your guests? Right. So, um, one particular episode that comes to mind when you when you gave that question no, was with uh, Miss Depatillo. Right, so she's actually the mom of my classmate when I was in elementary, mm-hmm. and so uh, she works for DepEd actually. Mm-hmm. So she, she, if I'm not mistaken, she, uh, uh, Tita Pearl, she is the, the school's division office head of, or one of the heads at school, or the school division of QC. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's a pretty, you know, a pretty high uh, position. And of course, I, I got to know more about. The inner workings of DepEd in that sense, because I work for a private school. I'm not a public school teacher, mm-hmm. so and I did not grow. Up, I did not study in a public school growing up. Mm-hmm. Though I well, technically, Philippine Science is a public school, but not DepEd handled. So mm-hmm. you the nuances of uh, public school education, I didn't know much about, and so that episode with uh, Tita Pearl uh, helped me understand you know, the context of public school education. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, I guess a more political uh, episode, if you will, uh, which is actually one of my uh, favorites and actually one of the most listened to episodes ever uh, mm. in the podcast is about neoliberalism. So I had Lakan Umali. Uh, mm. He He's someone from uh, UP. He's a sociologist and uh, he's an instructor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tapos, yeah, we had a really, really long talk about neoliberalism in education. Okay. Basically, understanding the context of why our education system is the way it is, mm-hmm. why it is driven to produce graduates that are derechong pang labor pang labor force, <laughs> where like parang it's labor orient labor oriented ang dating mm. ng ano and profit driven, whereas you know in other countries higher education is something that is more you know more liberal or something just mm. you know for para talaga to for knowledge's sake basically. Mm. Whereas tayo, we treat it as like a badge. Na, okay, if you're a college graduate, you're, you have a better chance of getting a job. So parang ganun yung context. And it all stems from neoliberalism in a sense. So mm-hmm. it was a pretty long um it was a pretty long episode, but I really enjoyed it. Sayang yeah. lang na at the time, at the time na we recorded it, my like the audio was a bit wonky. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
content matters. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a good one to uh, maybe st- stay for a while. Uh, that is one of my personal favorite episodes of your podcast as well. In fact, I know a lot of Lakan mostly from Twitter actually, but he is a yeah. big guy. But Same. Uh, <laughs> but but, uh, uh, but I met him in real life. Uh, because we had a similar te- we had the same teacher in one of our GEs but we never became classmates though so okay. and of course there's a lot of mutual friends considering uh, that whole space in UP medyo maliit lang din madaling magkakilala kahit na hindi naman naging kaklase so yeah. yeah but for the listeners who don't know quite, quite know what neoliberalism is can uh, maybe either of you can uh, comment on what liberalism is and then might be better yeah. at this because until now I like I have a general idea but I don't right. Uh, uh, I don't want to anger the leftists uh, who might be listening. <laughs> okay, lang so. <laughs> no, but yeah. from what I understand is uh, it's very complex, but I only understand it from the context of education, which is mm-hmm. it's one of the main reasons why, like I mentioned, our our higher education is focused towards creating laborers or mm-hmm. creating skilled workers rather than uh, like. For example, in European uh, universities, mm-hmm. you know, the propagation of knowledge, which is the original purpose of higher education universities, right. like they're the ones that are producing mm-hmm. knowledge uh, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Borge, would yeah. you care to, <laughs> yeah. to, to add uh, on that? Yeah. Uh, I think, in a nutshell, again, uh, neoliberalism as a, a system or a regime is again tied with the capitalist uh, system. Yeah. So, again, right. uh, one of the means to feed the system with new workers may be skilled or semi-skilled, but to, to mm-hmm. gear education towards providing uh, students with necessary skills and a mindset that will fit, again, the To be system. a worker, basically. Yeah, to be a yes. worker. And again, uh, I'll give you one example. So, uh, DLSU, DLSU graduates have been praised as uh, top students that are more resistant to stress. <laughs> and that is due to that is due to our trimestral system. For yeah. three to four years, trimestral system, because uh, mabilisan ng gawa. Mabil, yeah, right. Uh, nung, and I, I actually felt that when napunta ako sa Shanghai, bumagal ang mundo ko kasi <laughs> talagang bumagal siya. So, <laughs> those, those are means to, again, the neoliberalism as, again, system of institutions. And this is an obstacle for us because as we teach, you know, um, with all due respect to our employers, uh, we, we do our best to at least cover as many as we can in such a short amount of time. But, right. hindi natin i, kayang i, well, what do you call that? Nam, nam, well, how do you say that? Num, like num, get them to. We don't make, have. We we don't get to savor. Make num num. Make num num. Lessons. Yeah, like, parang we we would like to have more time, but mm. we can't. Right. And uh, which which kind of sucks in a way. Right. And also, yeah. it it affects our students most definitely. Because tayo na irapat tayo like how to schedule it. Pero sila rin nahirapan kasi they're having they have to take in so much information yes. and limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you know, I think just to add on to that one, I think in the Philippines, the application of new neoliberal principles is not as bad as it is being applied in the West. Because uh, in the right. West, the current uh, the current complaint right now is the establishment of an academic industry. So, in this nagromadwit as workers, you must jante laborer na sila sa loob ng academic industry. Yeah, mm-hmm. research assistants, DAs. Dito, dito so, medyo malakas. In fairness, naman <clears throat> medyo malakas naman ang resistance towards it na. Yeah, may like, example, yeah. Na, may like there may pushback. Hmm. Like for example, sa UP na of course predominantly most graduates would end up in the corporate but at the mm. same time there are graduates who are pushing back who are really uh, you know who are graduates in a sense mm. that they are continuing the whole like, 
original idea of university, which is to produce mm. knowledge for knowledge's sake, yeah. and, uh, for the like, betterment of society, not in a capitalist sense, but of just yeah. you know a general, mm-hmm. uh, very idealistic sense. Yeah. May ano pa? Yeah. May, may may split pa between the academic world here, cah, mm. in this industrial mm-hmm. mindset, right? Uh, Oh. Yeah, I would like to also touch on like what this means for like for what what it means to be in education or to educate because really uh, based on my own readings of a lot of sources of education, it, uh, ideal education is between two things mainly indoctrination. <laughs> well, it's, they use the word indoctrination, but more or less to have them absorb information, mm-hmm. but also critical thinking, and it's it's a bit of both. You have to have this. Not knowledge and values into mm. you, but at the same time, you have uh, you have to equip them to also be discerning and to critical thinking. So, um, more or less, the neoliberal, as well, as Lacan in your episode puts it, it's mostly towards that to teach them to be efficient workers with skills yeah. and knowledge, but rather than uh, critical thinking. So, I suppose um, perhaps I can ask, but perhaps maybe each of us to reflect on how we try and in balance both in our own teaching <laughs> life you know so yeah we want to go first Sergey Muna Sergey <laughs> I feel like I would be the worst at it because mm-hmm. I am teaching high school students mm-hmm. so we are definitely bound by whatever DepEd tells us to do in a sense right <laughs> so like uh like for example like my biggest concern is fitting so many topics so many science topics mm-hmm. in such a small amount of time mm-hmm. and i could see it in my students that they're not really absorbing it as well as i would want them to mm-hmm. uh just a bit just a bit of context no in the school that i work for which i don't yeah. want to mention the name not because of legal sure. purposes but just like want to keep them out of it sure. um well i teach science uh, i teach general science basically mm-hmm. so i teach uh various uh, high school sections uh general science meaning that i teach everything uh-huh. i teach all like biochem physics earth sci yeah. uh which yeah it's, it's fun but it also um this is, is it's also disadvantageous because it compresses so many topics mm-hmm. That normally or should like ideally would be mm-hmm. given their own individual subjects talaga or their mm-hmm. own, or their own individual time. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I uh, I'm a I'm a chemist uh, mm-hmm. by by nature and by by training. No, so mm-hmm. I would be more confident in the chemi- chemistry part. But mm-hmm. in like our curriculum, in the DEPET curriculum, I only have uh well in the DEPET curriculum a quarter. But mm. buting us, I like we have we have like uh, at most uh, a term because trimester din kami. Mm. So uh, and each term each term is like uh, two units worth. Mm. So mm. parang uh, unit one, ng term one, tapos midterms, tapos unit two, and so and then finals and then next term. Like right now, we're currently uh, starting our uh, term break. So kakatapos lang na term one namin. Mm. You know, uh, Yesterday was like the deadline for like some of the projects I asked my kids to do. Right. But generally, I don't have enough time. And so mm. I end up cutting topics oh. as much like even if I don't want to, or mm. I end up uh I if not if I if not cutting topics, rushing through them. Mm. Even <clears throat> like at the back of my head, mm. I know that nobody got this topic. Oh. So um it it pains my heart because 
like I want to be compliant, of course, mm-hmm. first and foremost. At the same time, I want my students to appreciate science for what it is because I've <clears throat> long accepted that my students, the gender, the demographic of the school that I work for, not mm-hmm. all of them are into science. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Because again, not everyone will be into science. Mm-hmm. But like uh, what I wanted them to understand is like they could appreciate it even if they're not going to be scientists when mm. they enter college. Right. Mm. But even then, sometimes feeling like I don't get to meet that goal. So, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we try. We, we always try, and um, you know, we'll just keep on trying. Talaga. So, how do you spice it up then? Because it can be a very cerebral, very technical thing. But <laughs> it, yeah, if you analogies watch the yeah. and yeah. Like days and days of analogies and uh, uh, hugots and what, whatever Hugot. works, basically, yeah. Um, I'm curious. Right, let me give you who got in like. Uh, <laughs> let me give you an example. Okay, um, okay. So one of the th- topics that I've taught recently is on enzymes, mm-hmm. and so enzyme uh, enzymes are proteins that are biological catalysts, meaning that they speed up chemical reactions in the body that would normally take very very long if they weren't present. <clears throat> and so a uh, characteristic of enzymes is that they can be inhibited, which is our body's way of regulating their function. Mm-hmm. And there are like various ways of uh, regulating them. And I akin them to, you know, relationships wherein oh. um, some kinds of inhibition would be like, okay, there's a third party that's <laughs> ng uh, it's a, This is a very like uh, broad uh, generalization of the idea. But if it works, it works. So <laughs> like uh, I... I've given them like very corny mnemonics. I've given them uh, very crude um, representations, which if would if it will help them understand a topic, I'm taking it. Like yeah, and they enjoy naman nila, so and nagagets nila, so at least there's that. Yeah, that'd be cool to relate who got with like. I mean, no, you uh, almost lost me there with the, all that technology. It's like, oh, <laughs> relationships, my third party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Borch, any reaction to that? Mm. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to sum up my years of <laughs> teaching and <laughs> to you find know, an ex- it, specific example. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's funny. The way that they relate, polit- well, yeah. we try to, the way that they see political science is, of course, something that is pre law and, and quite technical in itself. So right. we, I, I also share with you, like, necessity for certain ac- mnemonic devices and acronyms. Like, for teaching the parts of the state, we have people, territory, sovereign. Uh, Government and then sovereignty, PTGS, Patigas. <laughs> That's what I use still to that. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, I think the fact that both our subjects has science in it kind of turns people off. So, perhaps because science but tends I to. I would argue yeah. that mm-hmm. they get turned off with my kind of science than your kind of science. Oh, more. yeah. Oh, well, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because politic, it's the political that excites them. Yeah, it's, it's the political part that excites them. Or like the idea that they could easily see this in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could as well with the natural sciences, pero. Politics is just more fun for some people. Oh. <laughs> so, Once places. <laughs> yeah, you just have to watch the news and it's there. And then mm-hmm. We don't even get like uh, five minutes of you know, evening news at times. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but the, we don't really teach them to watch the news or how to react right, better right. to the news. We <clears throat> teach them like the scientific method applied to politics. Right. And so that's one thing that we, is also a challenge, common challenge that in the what we actually teach. And I suppose we could also talk about like how it is to promote scientific thinking among students. Do you think about that? Like, so maybe you can discuss like what do you 
what to you is scientific thinking and how have you tried to in- inculcate that you know in or maybe uh yeah do you observe it in philippine society right now like are we can we be inclined for our scientific thinking or is it like a challenge right? we, we suck at it <laughs> wow it blunt. okay okay uh, okay no say whenever i would uh think about the scientific way of thinking mm-hmm. it's very methodical mm-hmm. um and it's very uh, data driven and mm-hmm. uh, evidence based right. which is you know three things that the philippine society are not really good at oh my <laughs> uh, yeah. like, or at least could be better at at the mm-hmm. very least because a lot of or, uh, arguments especially you know and, and i'm sure you know this mm-hmm. just look at any comment section of any news outlet mm-hmm. a lot of the arguments used tend to be uh, more emotional mm-hmm. or more driven by uh, I, I don't know if I'm using the terms right but like pathos and logos and such parang mm-hmm. it's very again hugot parang and so science tends to be more logical alright uh, here's the evidence uh, you know they they we know that they literally stole money from everyone we know that uh, they have tortured thousands and thousands of filipinos right so naturally we shouldn't vote for them because they're the family that you know uh you know allowed these things to happen mm-hmm. and like uh we we've seen them lie to us blatantly for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and yet uh people still like them because of so um, in terms of scientific thinking, what I would try to do with my students is that um, I try to put them in situations that uh, forces them to think. Mm. And sometimes they don't like it. Because, of course, the examples I would use would be scientific examples, like chemistry or physics. Mm-hmm. But I, keep, I try to keep on reminding them, look, mm-hmm. um, I can accept if we don't get the precise value that mm-hmm. we're looking for in a particular problem. What I'm more interested in is how you get to the answer mm-hmm. that you're supposed to get. Like, I don't care if you're off by like decimal places or whatever. Mm-hmm. right? But if you do the process right, if you take into what is given to you, analyze it in such a way, okay, how can I use the given to get to my answer. That is what we're trying to understand here. But again, you know, these are high school kids who couldn't care less or, you know, would see it uh, at face value na, oh my gosh, math na naman. <laughs> um, and I, hopefully that's still something that, you know, right at the back of their head, even if they don't tell me, na ma-realize na, okay, Sir Jay was actually trying to teach me how to think better. Or you know, parang I, that that would be that would be a good thing to have. Na parang you know, just just be more scientific and uh, be more logical, I guess. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean you have to be a robot that only dispenses data, because uh, data and uh, scientific thinking is useless without the context of humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still humans. We mm-hmm. that that yung hugot is still important. Yeah. We just can't let one take over more than the other. Mm-hmm. It has to be a right balance. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with that. One, majority scientific. No, I do agree with your uh, assessment that Filipinos are, to an extent, relatively bad with uh, systematic yeah. <laughs> scientific. Scientific. But, but but for my case, you know, uh, for the past few years, I've been well during my uh, first uh, stint as 
lecture. So I've been doing this at least unconsciously, but I'm trying to, again, as you have said, focus on the method of thinking rather than uh, putting my opinions or advocating for something in the classroom. So I always focus on the method of thinking. Uh, specifically, when I started teaching comparative politics, so what happened is that I, I taught students to how to conduct comparative analysis instead of merely focusing on cases. Because usually in the format in other universities yeah. to focus on uh, this country, this region, this, <clears throat> this case. So for my case, I focus on methodology just to sharpen their capacity to compare. So you don't end up with similarities and differences. You need to explain shit when you're comparing because <laughs> it, yeah. it's child's play to compare and find similarities and differences. It's different to conduct comparative politics. But you know, regarding yeah. our capacity to for scientific thought, uh, I think just a rejoinder to what you said uh, regarding a balance. Uh, recently, again, I, I started teaching political theory. So I'm not providing an overview of the classics. Indeed. So unlike uh, Matt's expectation that it would be a book club for the classics, I, I, I said <laughs> that- You still need that, yeah. Yeah, a separate course probably. But... Well, but I'm the prince. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spent the past two weeks teaching them how to think systematically and it's not about uh, establishing a separation between uh, emotions and reason i told them if you want to be scientists you need to put your heart in the right place right so it's it's not separate from logic it's about loving logic it's about loving thinking itself so yeah. i'm indoctrinating students not with a specific political doctrine but with an epistemological one which is what is the nature of knowledge <laughs> the complexity of knowledge yeah so, Truth as something that uh, one cannot absolutely uh, comprehend. If, if I may, no, before, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, before um, I think Matt would say something quickly. Lang, no, uh, yeah. before we before people might think na parang mm-hmm. very highfalutin or parang very condescending to parang mm-hmm. sinabi ni Sir Jay, I I wreck people that most people, especially in this country, don't have the time to quote unquote. The quote unquote don't have the time to think. Because mm, yeah. we have a mouth to feed, we have yeah. mouths to feed, yeah. and that's um, that's also emblematic of how rotten the education system is. You mm. know, again, going back to the neoliberalism, neoliberalism thing, the priority of Filipino, of the Filipino, is okay. I need to work because I need to survive my family. Wala akong panahon para mag-isip ng kung ano ba ang filosofiya mm. ng ganito ganyan. Mm-hmm. Because I have I have mouths to feed. I have mm. priorities. I have bills to pay. I have you know it all stems back to our idea of like of our capitalist society that mm. we need money and yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. have time for to things think. <laughs> to think about these things because yeah. it's just not going to be a priority or yeah. you know and that um, when you uh, when you spread that over the whole society na, mm-hmm. then that's why mm. we like we would think because tayo. We are privileged enough to have quality, uh, you know, college education. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, maybe even to to uh, graduate education. So mm-hmm. we ha- we're privileged enough to learn more and have the time to think. Mm-hmm. Whereas ninety percent of the Filipinos probably don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, we need to recognize that. I, yeah, I do recognize yeah, that. Yeah, kaya hindi natin fully masisisi din na yeah. bakit bobo tayo sa science. Kasi <laughs> we we've been conditioned to not think about it. We've been yeah, told right. na worry about your worry about what you're going to eat for dinner. Worry yeah. about yeah. how you're going to pay your moralco or your water bill. Yeah. So, I actually yeah. want to talk about that. Um, this is what, well, 
I remember like I, I'm, I suddenly had a flashback about my earliest like when people ask me what do I want to be I wanted to be like a scientist with um parentheses mad scientist but scientist nonetheless because I, my favorite channel watching growing up was Discovery Channel and of course you have Bill Nye the science guy you have him explaining why are there tornadoes why this why is this color or that color and it's actually quite fun uh, but despite being exposed to that like there are not many people who share this kind of uh, fascination it can be a fun thing when you actually show it like you know see the magic of science yeah but uh, I was wondering like where your own exp- like you're you teach the hard sciences you know, so more like where did that come from yeah. where did that experience come from like interest come from and why decide to stay as a teacher of hard science and of course um and how is that in the context of the philippines <laughs> i'm in yeah so how is what is it like being a stem teacher in, the, yeah. in a country that we've already agreed upon it's, it's, it, it's not yeah. really a scientific country <laughs> it's, it's so, not yeah. conducive to thinking yeah. let's just put it that way it's not conducive yeah. to thinking <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want to call it hard sciences because uh social <laughs> science is also hard in its sense we usually oh, yeah. call it by natural sciences or physical sciences but yeah. anyway i digress yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's a labor of love i guess <laughs> to be a stem teacher mm-hmm. or a stem anything in mm-hmm. this country right. uh, that has uh a science and technology budget less than 1% oh of the national budget mm-hmm. uh, of a country that from the latest uh, TIMS rating, I think we're like the last in science and math. In wow. like, uh, and yeah, parang I remember talking about it in one of my episodes na in, uh, in, in a lot of metrics worldwide, mm-hmm. we're either the very last or at the bottom five oh. uh, in terms of science and math. And mm-hmm. so, because growing up, the way science and math were taught to students mm-hmm. was very objective, very mm-hmm. again logical, mm-hmm. right? But like in a in a slightly bad way, na no wala yung humanity in it. Why would I need to know what X is, right? No wala yung context. <laughs> Okay. Why do we need to know all these techniques? Whereas in everyday life, we do this all the time. Whenever mm-hmm. we would, you know, um, find, okay, I have a hundred pesos. How can I budget this in my, uh, in my meal, for example, for the week mm-hmm. or uh, for the day or whatever. Uh, we use algebra all the time, mm-hmm. but it's framed always since Chowena, find X. Very, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. mechanical yeah. and so kids would tune out mm-hmm. pero if, if if math and science were taught in such a way that they are relatable to everyday life which mm-hmm. is the biggest struggle mm-hmm. as a STEM teacher is how to relate it to everyday life mm-hmm. then maybe we would fare a little bit better yeah mm-hmm. yeah, I do, I do agree with that one I think the Filipino society we are very practical in such matters mm-hmm. so we, we, we have yet to tap that uh, in our education system, really, in our modules or whatnot, to make it a bit mm. more practical. Yeah. Hey, education is about uh, maximizing what exists, and what exists is that we are very yeah. practical. We are a very practical society. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if science and math were taught in such a way, na how is it applied in practical life? Or maybe a lot of people would realize that, huh, it's just na algebra. Kaya ko naman pala ito eh. Hindi, iba lang, ang, ang, ang pangat na napakakaturo sa akin kasi puro letra, puro ano eh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, katawin. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so you never thought of like being maybe an English teacher or like anything. So you stayed as a chemistry teacher. Like, what keeps you there? I like... don't like reading. Uh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I don't read. I don't read a lot. You know, like right now, I can see boards, stacks and stacks of books. Yeah. You will find nothing at my table. Uh, mm. I'm lazy at readings. Mm. Even back in when I was uh, when I was a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only read textbooks when I have to. Okay. <laughs> like, and I don't read for leisure. So mm. parang, I don't think I would fare better in, uh, as, a, uh, as a literature or a humanities uh, teacher. I mean, I, I take in media. I watch a lot uh-huh. of uh, videos. I listen to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I still read at times, but mm-hmm. very, very seldomly. If okay. like talagang interested daw sa topic, mm-hmm. then I might exert the time to read it. Pero it's just too slow for me. Like, uh, siguro the part na rin ng pagiging stem-minded ko is like, I want things to be quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. bite-sized. To be, uh, <laughs> and then I could learn the nuance later. So, uh-huh. yun, parang growing up talaga... I've been better at computing things rather than uh, you know reading things or you know thinking things mm-hmm. more philosophically. But of course, growing up, lalanan when I get got into college and high school, ane ma 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 na realize ko rin na intertwined sila. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't really escape it. Lalanan sa science na mm-hmm. philosophy of science is a big thing. <clears throat> yep. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I'll say another thing about the Philippine society. I think another general observation. We are an audiovisual society. Yeah. yeah. I think we should take advantage of that. Kaya, kaya nananali mo na sa TikTok na pseudo-intellectuals. Oh, kasi, oh my goodness. <laughs> they're yes. taking advantage Colored. of that. Uh, Filipinos are, can easily absorb what they can see and what they yeah. can hear. Rather mm-hmm. than and what they can read. Yeah, it's something <clears throat> yung, yung, ane, yung, yung wow appeal. Yeah, like, we like that a lot. Uh, we want to be wowed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's how our best moments in education is when we, we do wow them you know sometimes the song and dance if you would ask students what is their most enjoyable uh, uh, part of science they're not going to say the topic itself they're going to say the lab experiments mm. when uh-huh. things blow up or, <laughs> yeah, when, when things blow up or when things are you know on fire or electrocuted or whatever you ask them what is your favorite topic they're not gonna say chem they're not gonna say math they're not gonna say like the the bookish uh topics no they they want the practical stuff Speaking on that practicality, you know, I actually appreciate that the application of scientific thinking to practical things. But I was wondering if you can I suppose extend that to like maybe what would you how would you imagine it would be important to uh, how important is scientific thinking or the things you're teaching perhaps in being better Filipino citizens or being better Filipinos? Do you ever think about that, you know, as a, a part of nation building? <laughs> I think about that a lot, um, especially now in this pandemic. Now, mm-hmm. one of our like uh, the STEM community in the Philippines, I think one of the biggest frustrations is mm-hmm. that we could actually do pretty well in COVID response if we just focused on uh-huh. science, technology, <laughs> and health. Uh-huh. We would be done. Okay, think about this. <laughs> okay, um. We are, we've been given a home court advantage. We're an archipelago. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When the whole pandemic started, we have a natural advantage to not let it spread to yeah. every single crevice of this country. <laughs> uh-huh. Because we are not one big island. We mm-hmm. are not one big landmass. We're made of 7,000 plus islands. Mm-hmm. And so if at the very start, our government said, okay, we're doing a travel ban, mm-hmm. and like hard ban, from anyone uh, like uh, mostly from China because they don't originate. If we weren't so, if we weren't so um, uh, afraid of you know hurting their feelings <laughs> <laughs> or or being labeled as racist, uh, we would be done by now. Yeah. We would we would we would probably have a very uh, great COVID response simply because of the home court advantage. And how do you uh, how do you get to that nuance? Mm-hmm. Through science, to understanding that okay, the country is made mm-hmm. up of an archipelago, mm-hmm. um, and so because of that, segmented yes, tayo in terms of society, but it provides a natural advantage to things like mm-hmm. these. Because mm-hmm. hindi na kasing dal, hindi ano, hindi rin kasing dalena. Kumahalat yun ano? Mm-hmm. Okay, so sabi natin we missed that, we missed that opportunity. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could have still done a better response if we focused on like what the other countries are doing: mass testing, ramping mm-hmm. up. Um, first of all, mass testing, making it free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we made it free, people <laughs> wouldn't be so afraid of getting a test. See, <laughs> okay, kaya lang naman takot ng mga tao test kasi una nowadays takot na there's a stigma of course yeah. na okay malabel ka na oh shucks mayro siyang covid yeah, layo tayo sa kanya kaya, kaya. but if we destigmatize it by making it free mm-hmm. by not worry not worrying where will I get 5,000 pesos to get a swap test yeah. edi sana uh, we would have better idea we would have better uh, statistics like the, the 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 nightly news statistics that we would hear uh, would ha- would be better uh, given context na okay uh, umaabot nga tayo ng like nowadays thankfully it's just less than 5000 cases or uh, i'm not sure like i haven't checked pero like it's less than five digits na per day mm-hmm. pero if we understood that okay because we've been doing a lot of tests then in the context of that okay then we're doing actually really well mm-hmm. so a lot of these things are rooted in science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Mm-hmm. So I guess as a STEM teacher, what I uh, what I hope to instill in my students is that yung etong pinaghihirapan yung ayon, marami siyang application talaga in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's I know it's hard to think of it very very long term right now. Mm-hmm. These are you know high school students, but believe me, mm-hmm. if you do decide to become part of the STEM community, mm-hmm. you would be helping this country a lot uh, mm-hmm. in your own way as well. So, yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you that it's not, it's, it's not just this high up there. You know, it's very practical as you, you've yeah. laid out. Um. Anything else, Borch? Before uh... yeah, I think uh, that would be that, that summarizes it. I mean, uh-huh. the thing is, the problem sa Pilipinas. Uh, I think there's a shaky relationship between ordinary citizens and the scientific community in the Philippines. There's a very shaky, there's a very shaky uh, relationship. We tend to be condescending pricks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the uh, counter condescending, naman din ng ordinary. Oh, counter condescending. Parang yeah. they don't want. Of course, they don't want to feel that they're dumb. So yeah. So yeah, and. Uh, current regime probably took advantage of that one. 
without losing any legitimacy in the process. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know, I was wondering, like, people usually say the Philippines is a quote-unquote anti-intellectual like society. It's not. We're pretty smart. We're, we're not. Just, yeah, we're just anti-asshole. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anti- yeah. <laughs> Anti-intellectualism is anti-asshole. So, I don't know. Um, I suppose, yeah. there, there's a very thin line between assholes and intellectuals as far Ooh, as the intellectuals oh. that we know is concerned. <laughs> there are actually... Asshole intellectuals and they're uh, roaming around. All right. Well, let's take it easy. We're not here to pick fights with them, you know. But let's, uh, let's move on to another topic, which is quite uh, been uh, been going around in the news recently, particularly the like DepEd and teachers. Yeah. And recently, there has been a policy. I'm sure you're well aware that uh, public school teachers are not allowed to be quote unquote political or express their political yeah. views. And as a result, a lot of teaching groups and even teacher <clears throat> this pro, uh, party lists have said that, well, how can you expect us not to be political? Critical thinking is political. So uh, I suppose I'd, we'd like to get your reaction to that and perhaps we can also chime in that discussion. So what do you think, Sergey, about yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I think I'm part of the people who think that everything is political, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's most especially education. Because mm-hmm. education is very, very much a big factor that affects the general populace. <clears throat> everyone goes to school, mm-hmm. so everyone who's ever been to school would know na parang malaking malaking impact niya. Mm-hmm. So you you can't separate it from politics because mm-hmm. who are making the policies for the education sector? Shepre yung mga binoto natin mm-hmm. at kani sino mga inappoint nila. Right. So it's hard. It, I wouldn't say and hard. It's nearly impossible to separate it. Yeah. Uh, in other at least in other um, aspects of society, medyo madali pang separate. Sabi natin, mm-hmm. kahit entertainment, medyo madali pang hiwalay eh, kasi mm-hmm. it is just to entertain the masses. Pero kung education very very hard. Yeah. Now, as for that particular um, directive, from what I understand it's actually just a memo. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I understand it's it's no no much more uh, not much more enforceable than the code of ethics mm-hmm. parang we are encouraged not to talk about it mm-hmm. we are encouraged not to be partisan right but um you know it cannot hamper uh, our basic right in the constitution <clears throat> which is the, uh, mm-hmm. like our right to self expression and to right. you know have bi- biases in a way mm-hmm. yeah. so um i think you know when whenever and there's always that I, I I'm sure you're aware of that quote na parang uh, people who are neutral tend to side with the oppressor. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a case of that. Eh, mm-hmm. Na parang okay, so magpapaka apolitical kami. Hindi mm-hmm. uh, yung mananalo lang don. Ang like maging partida lang yun sa kung sino na nasa position. Mm-hmm. Kasi at least uh, parang they're telling us not to give a counterpoint. Wherein, in fact, especially in science, you have to see all sides of the argument, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just two sides. It could be three, mm-hmm. four. There's, mm-hmm. It's very multifaceted. Hindi siya dichotomous lang na, okay, si, si ganito lang at si ganito ang magkarapan. Hindi mm-hmm. lagi ganun. Both of them could be bad choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to pick one or the other. Both of them could be bad choices as well. So, oh, yeah. ganun. Parang... Um, First, this actually comes at a time na uh, like a few, I think this past week, oh, parang this past week or the week before, we had a faculty meeting mm-hmm. uh, at work uh, mm-hmm. about this. Parang, and thankfully, our our boss did not hamper us to uh, to be political. 
Mm-hmm. But parang uh, I think he was just stressing na please do it academically. Mm-hmm. Parang uh, and understandable. We don't want to be just simply ranting na oh makaping kami, oh makabibm kami or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want. Uh, parang wala hindi na wag lang daw ganon. Uh-huh. Like okay, you can talk about politics, but frame it in the context of your lesson. Uh, wag naman yung tipong nagtuturo <laughs> ako ng, uh, ng enzymes sa biglang kasalanan kasi yan ni Marcos. Eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> enzymatic browning dahil kay Marcos. <laughs> enzymatic browning dahil kay Marcos. Eh. Ang, medyo irrelate naman. No? Para, and and mm-hmm. quite understandable naman. And I think all, te- all teachers then parang um, there's there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. But don't uh but i don't i don't like it where uh, we shouldn't hamper hamper stu- uh, teachers from voicing their political opinions because we are members of society we right. all have opinions so mm-hmm. yeah uh borge you know i'll probably just uh, give a rejoinder to that one so but yes hindi hindi kasi ni marcos sa enzymatic brown so naging brown ang sabi mo wag mo sisihin si marcos pero we could blame it for other we can blame him for other things but not okay. that particular thing nagbrown yung saging ko ni marcos ni pero uh, you know regarding uh, this is very curious since again uh, i'm more careful with this one since i takes extra care i think uh, and again uh, i do believe that everything can be politicized And it is really difficult right now to not politicize everything. I think the question that is facing teachers right now is how. So how to mm-hmm. politicize a certain issue or a certain field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also, it's also related with our understanding of what politics is. So if we are to politicize education, if we are to, take, if we are to teach or if we are to relate something to political issues, I think... We should look at politics, not, again, uh, I do agree with Sergey, and I think uh, this is something shared by you, Matt. It's not supposed to be partisan. So we should not, yes. define, we should not define political as being partisan. And we should, uh, again, as Sergey said, uh, look, look at a certain topic from different perspectives to assume that you can look at a topic from different perspectives, from more mm-hmm. than two perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I think if we are to teach politics and if we are to make education political, it is about teaching students how to be public-minded. Mm-hmm. Not to be partisan, never to be partisan. Uh, I would go as just to piss off any leftist teachers listening to us right now. A teacher's political opinions really have no room. It, it doesn't have any room in in mm-hmm. the classroom. If mm-hmm. conversation-wise, if a student asks kung anong stand mo sa ganitong issue, that's fine. But a teacher, I think, should facilitate discussion on uh, yeah. on a certain issue mm-hmm. instead of just saying, ah, "This is my opinion on this." Because We must accept that teachers are in a position of authority within the yes. classroom. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can try to equalize it, but at the end of the day, it's a position of authority. And, yeah, may power struggle din yeah. yun. Kung ano yung sabihin mo yeah. kasi na they, they, they would still base their opinion, lalo na sila because they're yeah. in their formative years. Kung ano yeah. sabihin mo, medyo ano, malaki yung bearing kahit na yeah, sabihin yeah. mo. Hindi kaya naman nila mag-isip for themselves. Eh. Yeah. You cannot assure that. So, yeah. kailangan medyo maingat din tayo. Yeah. I would... Yeah, yeah, regarding that one, yeah, the reaction is So I think that since we're in a position of authority, there are at least two possible reactions. They can either just swallow what we say, which is bad, or they can actually just rebel against it. Because that's how it is. So the usual that we learn as So you now have a generation of young students actually rebelling against. So, which is weird. Students are, young people are rebelling as pro marcoses <laughs> so yun ang ano yeah. natin yeah rebellious ang rebellious face ng mga bata ngayon maging pro marcos I mean, what the hell but but mm-hmm. that's the result of mishandling authority in the classroom so mm-hmm. i think uh, some something for us to think about 
uh, we politicize not to be partisan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must reduce our own political opinions. We must leave it outside the classroom. But we must teach students how to be public-minded, how to be critical, how mm-hmm. to how to assume that there are various perspectives looking at certain issues and how to that, roam around that, different perspectives. Yeah. That being said, though, um, there are just some things that are like. Roots already, like yeah. overwhelming evidence. <laughs> na, there are things talaga na are not up for debate. Like for example, yeah. the Marcoses and the martial law. Mm-hmm. I like uh, as much as you would want to be uh, nonpartisan and public-minded mm-hmm. in the classroom. There are just some things that you know they messed up our country, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's undeniable. So you can't frame it na parang okay, parang that's why I I you know as much as I want to be you know, open mm. to uh, to students having their own political beliefs and all that. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you are pro-Marcos, uh, because, uh, <laughs> but it would depend also on the context. Like, if I know that uh, the student is misinformed or maybe not as aware of what happened mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. then education ng pasagutan na. Mm-hmm. But if I know that they know mm-hmm. what happened and yet they still support them, yeah, medyo ibang usapan na yan, na parang, okay, dude, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're in the wrong, I don't care about uh, being quote-unquote uh, neutral, you're just dead wrong. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, regarding that one, I, I'll share an experience, probably you can, uh, you can give your reaction to this one, regarding pro-Marco students. Uh, I think it's also a challenge for us teachers, really, to uh, not only show different perspectives, but to also hold some different perspectives. You know, regarding Promarco students, I uh, I used to teach uh, Machiavelli for great works. And again, I always encounter, I always encounter every time, I mean, Promarco student, Jen, every time. Now he was just <laughs> Machiavelli. And ganun. Yeah, and, and, they, and it, they know what Marcos did, yet they can still justify it. So what I do in class in, in class is, fine, okay. uh, you, you don't want to criticize Marcos based on liberal democratic standards. Fine, you're autocratic. Mm. What if you compare Marcos with other dictators? <laughs> is he is he actually a good dictator, and and that that would make them think. Sabi ko, uh, I I my usual arguments. First and foremost, if we are an archipelago, what do we need? They would say, yeah, we need the navy. What did Marcos mm-hmm. did for twenty years? He increased the army. That's why our flagship for twelve for until Noinoy's time is a World War Two veteran. Because Marcos just didn't take care of the navy. Even if yeah. you know, sabi ko, alam mo, undergrad ka palang, alam mo na dapat navy yung meron tayo. Si Marcos hindi. Sabi tanga yun. Mm. <laughs> so and there's another uh, another argument which probably would piss you off. But then uh, again, for discussion, sabiing ko, yes, Marcos killed people. Mar- Marcos killed thousands of people. But did Marcos kill the right people? I mean, the leaders were alive. Joker Arroyo died in old age. Danny Pimentel died of old age. Si Joma Season was captured. He's still alive right now. Kahit na, yeah. si, Noy, kahit na si Ninoy, mamamatay na nga sa preso dahil sa heart condition, pin, pinabayaan pa rin niya umalis sa bansa. Anong tawag mo dyan kay Marcos? Hindi ba tanga-tawag dyan? So, reminds my even, student. Basically, even as a dictator, he was yeah. a shit one. As a, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah my, my student, my, my pro-Marcos students would actually say, even as a leader, Marcos is. So they actually took a anti-Marcos position, but yeah, I leave them with their own values. But but, but yeah, it's, I think it's a challenge really for professors to actually try to <laughs> explore uh, different perspectives. And I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Actually, that was actually very interesting. Na, because yeah. uh, I I'm more partial to the stance that yeah, you yeah. know. Pag pro Marcos talaga like ekis ka sa akin. Because <laughs> like I I've, I've interacted with you know, victims. I've mm-hmm. had teachers 
who are victims uh torture victims of uh, martial law yeah. and so it, it's it's very much ingrained in us talaga na the whole uh, like the, the the whole period was just a dark time in our country yeah. mm-hmm. and um no amount of infrastructure no amount of mm. ccp or anything like uh, metropolitan theater whatever mm. uh na pinagawa ni marcos would ever change that kasi mm. he ballooned our debt uh hindi yeah. pa ako pinapanganak ni utang na ako <laughs> <laughs> so, parang and lalo na kayo, hindi pa kayo pinapanganak, hindi pa parang I'm referring to my students. Hindi pa kayo pinapanganak, meron na kayong utang sa ano, sa gobyerno. So parang uh, and you know, all these other metrics, all these met uh, like unemployment rose, uh, yung uh, what do you call this, yung uh, exchange rate to yeah, yeah. din, inflation ganyan. So, these are undeniable truths. They're, they're recorded. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the world recognized that he was a bad you know a bad leader all in all so yeah those are non negotiables to me so yeah yeah pero like okay kung pro bpm ka din <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i suppose that's what they're trying to avoid because not if you look at people who are pro marcos uh i well it's either a few number of factors number one their parents conditioned them to be pro marcos but number right. two also yeah, for my case. Been, also they have been uh, educated in their schools. They, there are some schools that are to teach an alternative history, which is Marcos was a good leader. In fact, I, I suppose I remember even in my old school, there was this one stray, I suppose, series <laughs> of comments where I say, what, why don't you think? Like, do you think Marcos could be actually good? He did some good. Maybe he was trying to be provocative, but at the same time, it feels like, hmm, what's going on? You know, especially when I think it was grade five. So we weren't really that used to like doubting a person of authority. Yeah. So I think that's what they're trying to avoid. But at the same time, educate, when you say education, education talks to a lot of people at varying stages of development so it should be calibrated so having a blanket ban on like not not being political that would perhaps be beneficial for those in earlier uh, primary education but with secondary and senior high school I'm sure they're hungry for answers especially when a lot of I'm sure your students uh, go to Twitter and they have these kinds of debates with strangers so they should be armed and informed about it so honestly hmm. though I don't think my students because uh, they're more concerned about western ideas rather than happening here (laughs) because of the generation they have but I and I can never forget this, but sure. I don't want to shame the the person mm-hmm. who who was involved here. Because um, when I was in high school, mm. like all our batches, uh, we knew of this particular uh, teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. see, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Christina Bowagan, uh, no, but anyway, she's a she's a teacher in Philippine Science High School, and she was the one of the victims in uh, back in March of law. Oh. And everyone, everyone respected her. Everyone knows her story, uh, and yet, like, I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, pero hindi ko kasino, But we have a batchmate who is undeniably pro Marcos, and I'm like, <laughs> after you've heard Mambo Agan's story, after you know about what happened, parang, you, you, and you still, uh, parang. You still support them, parang ganyan. Uh, and from what we understand is because nakinabang siya. Uh, mm. She was uh, when like when I when she she I I think uh, indebted siya talaga to uh, to that family for 
you know, giving her an education apparently back when she was in elementary. So, yung ganong factor eh, na like some of these um some of these supporters uh are indebted to the Marcoses because nakinabang sila. Yep. In a way which uh is a weird way of saying na nakinabang sila from the Marcoses because pera natin yung ninakaw nila eh. Na ginagamit nila para makinabang ka. So that's technically you paying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> parang ganun yung idea. But, you know, the, yung utang na loob eh. That whole idea of utang na loob has messed up our society in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are times where it's a good thing. But there are, for most things, especially in things like the, mm-hmm. these, and, oh, sige, baka people were think, are thinking that we're just uh, shitting on the Marcoses. Um, <laughs> The other candidates as well, they they try to, what do you call us, to pull on that whole utang na loob thing. Kaisko, uh, he would always uh, talk about how he was, you know, uh, a man of the people, na lumaki siya sa hirap, sa Maynila, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Uh, so, <clears throat> we're all, we're all just pulling at, uh, at heartstrings here. So, yeah. yeah. You know, regarding utang na loob, I, I think a necessary clarification, and I do agree, na medyo, yeah, utang na loob in the Philippines is a bit, has provided adverse effects. Pero again, uh, debt of gratitude, hindi lang man tayong lipunan na may debt of gratitude. Yeah. Ang, ang problema sa Pilipinas kasi, uh, Filipinos to an extent are alienated from their tax. They don't see their taxes as something that they own. Mm-hmm. Kasi yeah. pinukuha lang naman sa kanila eh. Yung mga consumer tax, hindi mo naman binabayaran directly. Yung income mm-hmm. tax, tatapkes agad sa kaltas agad sa sweldo mo tapos and you don't have direct access kung paano gagamitin yung tax so yeah. they're separated from the tax so ang mm. one way of for them to make sense of the taxes coming back to them is by utang na loob so may mas yeah. malalim na problema sa utang na loob which is yung uh, wala tayong access sa tax so, right, so right. nakuha na wala na okay na Yeah, there's a lot of interesting threads branching out, but I suppose mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of time, I suppose yeah, we'll yeah. start wrapping this up. But oh, yeah. for I suppose to wrap this up, I want to ask, uh, I suppose each of us should answer <clears throat> this. Um, well, t- as teacher, we're all teachers by profession and presumably by vocation. And so I suppose we should, ref- I-, I want us to perhaps reflect what, Given the political polarization, so what can we do better at, uh, uh, to further prepare students and uh, for more productive uh, political engagement? And at the same time, on another level, what can we ask for in, in government for, or perhaps from the upcoming elections? <clears throat> what does education need from our, our government? You know, I'm supposed there's a long list, but I suppose we can do <laughs> yeah. the biggest one, you know. So uh, why don't we start with uh, Sir Jay? So what should we do as teachers? What should we do better as teachers? And what should the government do better for education? Um, it's funny that you ask that now because um, um, so we're recording this uh late October, almost into November already. And uh, by this time, you, uh, just a context to our listeners, whatever timeline, whenever, whenever you might be listening to this, uh, the government just released uh, the new, uh, you know, uh, the quarantine guidelines, diba? for for the next month until yeah. uh, from, the, from the 1st to the 15th of November, 2021. Right. Um, and, you know, alert level 3 for NCR and... Mm. Basically, what that means is that a lot of establishments are open, except the damn school. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, parang, okay. Um, it's hard 
it's hard for me to uh, to give like one answer na we should open the schools. That's for sure. Like I think education is one of the only industries left that aren't open by now. museums and all that. I'm not saying that they're less important, but it's just that we're now like um and I talked about this in one of my past episodes. Um uh, by this time I think the Philippines and Venezuela were the only countries in the world who have not opened schools <clears throat> since the start of the pandemic. Or at oh, least none have <laughs> attempted to open schools yeah. since the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's more, that's almost two years worth of not opening schools. Mm. And so we should really work towards that. I think, I think in a more short-term, to, to answer your question, Matt, more short-term response would be, Let's fix our uh, our health uh, our public health already, mm. so that uh, kids would be able to <clears throat> safely go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen like recently we've seen uh, and we've heard of the news naman na para magkaroon na ng pilot testing in some deped schools na they, they will try face to face classes, limited face to face classes, and I'm like. Uh, I'm watching that uh, unfold with caution because, of course, kids are disgusting. They haven't seen their friends in two years. They, they, you, know, they, they, you can't tell them to socially distance yeah. because obviously they would want to be with their friends and all that. So mm. we're, we're, we're watching that with caution. Hopefully, it, uh, it, uh, it doesn't cause a surge in, you know, in, in cases it's, and all that. But fix public uh, health so that everything else can follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, our government response towards the the, the, the pandemic is that nagiging dichotomous na we have to balance between economics and public health. You don't! You don't have to! Focus health first! Because without a healthy society, babagsak at babagsak pa rin niya kahit na ilang best bubuksan ng mga uh-huh. square, ang mga establishment, mga mall. Yeah. Magkakasakit na magkakasakit sila. So, mm-hmm. focus on health, public health first so mm-hmm. that everyone, including schools, can mm-hmm. safely go back. Um, right. In a more long-term, in a more long-term uh, solution, I guess, siguro, uh, and I, I wanted to simply say increase the budget for education because education already has one of the biggest chunks in the national budget anyway. Yes. It's more of the utilization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, uh, it feels underutilized. Malaki-laki um, mm-hmm. ng pondo, pero ba't hindi natin nararamdaman sa public schools? Mm-hmm. Ba't hindi natin nararamdaman sa mga institutions? Right. So, it's a matter of getting the money to where it's needed. Yeah. Um, Yun nga, and ano yun, eh, that involve that's that's everything uh, infrastructure uh, materials teacher training itasang itasang sahod please lang itasang sahod ng mga mm-hmm. teacher um, yeah. other mem- other members of society have higher salaries than we do and yet they wouldn't be able to ex- and, like, and this might sound uh, mayabang no they wouldn't be able to exist without teachers oh yeah so like every like every other profession in the world might not exist because uh, uh kung teacher. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, I think it's time we value teachers as more than just you know uh giving them a chocolate on teachers day. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Give them tangible um help. Right. And that starts with salaries. Oh yeah, definitely. Borge now, yeah, uh, something we, well, something we can do with the polarization first, and uh, I, yeah. advice with the 
education sector. Okay, regarding polarization, what we can do right now is first and foremost, do not aggravate it. You're <laughs> <Just>, <laughs> already polarized, so just yeah. you know, parang and that's a great challenge. Uh, I, I would be as radical to say that again, uh, let me repeat, uh, teachers who are itching to talk about their own politics in class, mm-hmm. in the classroom, uh, should... Meet me ta- me time yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, there's a time for that. You wait for your students to ask about your opinion. Then you say yours. But uh, do not preach. Just do not preach. Because in, in preaching, you are, you create either fanatics or more hard-headed rebels. Kasi ganun lang, ganun lang, that's how you react to authority. That's basically how you react. Either you accept it fully, hence you create fanatics, or you resist it, rebel. Kaya nagkakaroon mga batang BBM ngayon. So... <laughs> It's generations worth. So there's a challenge for us to reverse the cycle, not to aggravate the uh, polarization. And something yeah. that we can do with that one is to focus instead, not on specific ideas, but to focus on this love of thinking, you know, the, to, to provide uh, a higher value to critical thinking. And not mm-hmm. critical thinking, not in terms of criticizing a specific object, but critical thinking as a process, yeah. uh, which is far more difficult to teach, but must be taught. Because mm-hmm. uh, we, we must build uh, habits of thought in students not mm-hmm. habits of not not specific values per se uh, mm-hmm. the value of thinking pero habits of thought eh. so mahirap gawin yan so wag na wag nating dagdagan yung polarization so ano na eh kumukulo na mm-hmm. kung gusto niyo sumabog sige find it dagdagan <laughs> niyo okay lang sige mga wait tayo bala kayo i can watch everything explode uh, i would happily form a theory out of that one. pero <laughs> for practical purposes for my fellow teachers wag din dagdagan so be as cool headed as possible and mm-hmm. uh, be the embodiment of critical thinking so uh, open yourself to criticism as well in the classroom which is difficult to do but uh, must be done now yeah. regarding education uh, i agree with sir j regarding utilization of funding yeah. uh, but i would like to add other than increase in salary probably increase the prestige mm-hmm. of the teacher being teachers of yeah. being teachers and one part of increasing the prestige of that one is to actually include intellectuals or the products of uh, education, uh, high education in high government offices. So, mm-hmm. so kung gagawa ng political in, in policy making. Yeah, in policy yeah. making. To, to make them more visible in policy making. And I do, th- I think some local government uh, leaders are already doing that to make mm-hmm. academics more visible. Pero right. at the national level, wala pa. We're stuck with the... <laughs> Puro kasi mga sundalo eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, mga police eh. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I... I my heart goes out to that. You know, it's very, it wake, awakened something. I just remembered, you know, I remember it's not only just one of the biggest chunks, but I think mandated by the constitution, it should be the biggest allocation from our national budget. And it doesn't always, yeah, it doesn't always trickle down. In fact, uh, expectedly so. It's also one of the most, the DEPED is one of the most uh, corrupt agencies. Paperwork consistently. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Yeah. Bureaucracy. Yeah, we know very well. And it's weird because uh, I, I have students who, their the point is to, uh, in their class, they're supposed to create a project to benefit uh, their charity or social issues. Sometimes they, what some of the projects, is to raise money for a simple photocopy machine because mm. their old public school yeah. does not have a photocopy machine to print modules and they're mandating modules. Or some people like, yeah. there's one of the best projects one of my, that my students did was they managed to organize um, a webinar to teach public school teachers how to give online classes. They had a, a workshop for Google Meet and Zoom and I was like, mm. wow, you mean they don't know that? Isn't the DepEd doing anything? I was like, no. It's like, 
oh my goodness and you diba? did that for them mm. so it's like that's amazing and i, I suppose that's um it's a great thing about the students you know they ha- they already have a public mind that you know, they just observe and they want to act on it but i suppose i as one thing to one thing i can just say is as teachers ourselves is to to lead by example to try mm. at the very least show, well not without being bragging but to show them that it is possible to care about politics and our society without necessarily being partisan it's not enough mm. to care about a candidate it's also to care about solving problems yeah. you know yeah. and scientific thinking is necessary for solving problems mm. so that, that, simple as that you don't have to well okay co- of course you have to vote but that's not the main thing about being a citizen <laughs> that's, yeah that's, that, that, that's just one aspect of it and you know, just, yeah. sorry to sorry to cut you off Matt. sure just Go to ahead. add to that uh, no, you I think teachers themselves have to extend the patience yeah talaga kasi and it sounds cliche and we're running out of it as people pero ano eh if you're going to be a teacher you have to be patient um i have like i i was just reminded of something i saw on on facebook uh, on facebook a few weeks ago parang ano parang teacher siya na nag like, papa-recite yata tapos walang sumasagot and then ay minura-mura niya na yung mga estudyante it, it was very awful uh, mm-hmm. parang I, I couldn't stomach through the whole video yeah but basically uh, we have to extend superhuman patience talaga mm-hmm. as teachers kasi right. uh, ano eh it's just part of our job um, yeah. and if you, if we can't handle it then we have to think of something else to do with our lives kasi mm-hmm. that's what I think that's what teachers really need talaga is to be patient of course that doesn't mean that you know, we have to be infallible and right. like at, you know we have to vent out every once in a while pero mm-hmm. as teachers we have to be patient and trust mm-hmm. that the next generation of, uh, of, uh, of people in society would do better uh, than what we do now So, yeah. so I don't know. Yung mga mainit ang ulo, imbis mm-hmm. na magmura, walk off na lang. Yan mo na yung klase. Sige. Hindi, like, hindi uh, naman disrespect pag hindi nakakasagot ba. O talagang walang yeah. naisip. Which is, uh, you know, I'm guilty of that one at least once. Sudyante <laughs> <laughs> ko lahat talagang walang sumasagot. Okay, ipo ko uh, na assignment, nalis ako. Yeah. So, okay, siya visiting ko pa sarili ko eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. How I wish I could do that in high school though. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I can do that in high school. <laughs> You know, I just want to say something, you know, one last thing on teachers. That this particular society, not only do they teach, but they, they do a lot of things. Like, sila, I think they're the frontliners, of course, as poll watchers. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. In so pa. it's like, I, I, and of course, it makes sense. I think it's, well, uh, there are anecdotes saying that they're the ones being, how you say, approached when it comes to like cheating and corruption. So, of Very course, true. if ever uh, something happens with the, They're the ones that defend the balance. So that's like this this society owes a lot to its teachers. So I suppose I'm up for board saying increase the prestige of teachers and yeah, not just like a, true. yeah. So before we get to self-congratulatory teachers, I want to thank again Sir Jay for this yeah. wonderful conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, as usual. Uh, but and before we actually end, we want to move to our final segment, which is recommendations. Where all of us recommend a piece of culture, you know, like a book or movie or maybe even a new hobby that we picked up uh, just mm. to share a piece of ourselves that is related to the 
topic or maybe just think we think that uh, is useful to the listeners. So as the guest, Sergey, we'd like to go first in recommending something yeah. for this week. Yeah. Uh, I have two things uh, and two things that I like uh, doing, I guess. So the first one would be, uh, it's a show. Um, it's called QI. Uh, oh, a, I love that. Yeah, yeah, QI. The, yeah. It's a it's a show on BBC, uh, but you can find episodes of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's uh, For those who don't know, uh, QI is like a trivia panel show. So uh, there's usually the host, for the, for, the, for the earlier seasons, it was Stephen Fry and now Stephen it's Fry. Sandy Toxvick. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are really wonderful hosts, and then they yeah. were like a, a varying panel of guests, mm-hmm. uh, except for one who is Alan Davis. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they just talk about random trivia, and mm-hmm. like uh, that might sound boring in a sense, but it, they do it in such a way that it's actually entertaining. Yeah, uh, and they it, it's been running for like uh, almost twenty seasons now, so yeah. they have a lot of material already, and they have already corrected some of the material in like in their earlier seasons, and yeah. that's how it's evolving. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're really interested in you know various trivia, you should uh, take a look at that QI like mm-hmm. uh, the director's QI, mm-hmm. uh, and then the second one would be to bike. Um, I got yeah. I got got into biking uh this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I've always known how to bike when I was a kid, but like mm-hmm. actually biking around, um, I've really enjoyed it. It's a great way to exercise, it's a great way of transportation. <clears throat> um, you know, and I I I I could slowly feel that Metro Manila would hopefully be a lot more friendlier to cyclists <laughs> like it's well I, I don't know I don't know but of course there's still uh you know uh assholes on the road but <laughs> right, right. and and that's not to say that the whole cycling community is perfect mm. either mm. but just in general cycling is a great way yeah. uh to distress and to get around and yeah. one thing I really one thing I learned from biking Metro Manila is just not that big oh, it's oh. pretty small mm-hmm. It just seems big because of the traffic. Oh yeah. So that's one thing you start to realize uh, when you bike. It, 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 the world becomes smaller. So yeah, uh, watch QI and uh, get a bike. Well, those are two <laughs> perfect recommendations. First on QI, one of the when we were considering the titles for this podcast, one of the things that came to mind was QI. So maybe you should make it PI and let's make it political. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, one of, one yeah. of the things that we're considering. <laughs> and the other thing about that, I just want to say that you're you, like from north to south. And I was like, oh, first you're in the north and now you're like south. So I'm like, wow, you reach a lot of places. He knows yeah. his shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's a really good biker. Uh, Borge. <laughs> Cyclist. What about you? In Shanghai, the cyclists are the assholes. I don't know. I don't know. I electric bike I don't know. electric bike kasi tahimik, hindi mo alam kung Ay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, for my recommendation, uh, a book uh, would be, well, first would be by, <clears throat> the title would be Thinking Without a Bannister by Hannah Arendt. Oh, I think yeah. this is available on fully booked to those who can afford or you can find it somewhere. But Thinking Without the Bannister, I think uh, some works in this one looks at how to think mm-hmm. uh, beyond polarities, beyond the partisanship, just the intensity, the, the danger of thinking. You know, dangerous thinking is rare right now. Mm-hmm. And it's usually misconstrued as thinking about dangerous things. No, thinking dangerously is about the process mm-hmm. itself of pushing the limits, uh, asking questions that you wouldn't dare ask before mm-hmm. or tapping into topics that no one would dare ask. So this would be a good start. Uh, Hannah Arendt's thinking without the banister. A second, uh, second, since again, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, Filipinos have an audiovisual culture. Mm-hmm. So for any history teachers here 
are listening. Again, uh, political science is my wife. Philosophy is my mistress. Uh, history is actually my ex. So, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. And, uh, I I would like to recommend the YouTube channel entitled World War Two. Yeah, that that's the title, World War Two. So, World War Two. This history channel actually provides a week per week, uh, uh week per week recreation or retackling of the World War Two mm. stuff, and they have some special, uh, special episodes on. Actually, rare topics that I actually appreciate that one. One of the one of the episodes that I appreciate would be when they actually differentiated the governments of Stalin and Hitler mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the two different types of authoritarian states. Yeah. So they they looked at it again without any inherent bias. They, they again they recognized the atrocities of each government, but they uh, identified the differences and how it affected the con- conduct of the war. So so yeah, th- th- this would be a good prototype in teaching history, and it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm uh, recommending that one to those history teachers. The major tinatamad ng mag lecture on World War Two. I only have one recommendation for this week and a lot of my inspiration teachers of course come from like real teachers but like really they come from like teach like media like teachers in media I love teachers in media and uh, in TV shows and one TV show that uh, I'm recommending and it's re- being renewed for another season a new season's coming next month I think uh, is Cobra Kai I love Cobra Kai Cobra it's- Kai Cobra Kai <laughs> <laughs> oh you know it that's great yeah. it's actually yeah it's a sequel series to the Karate Kid mm-hmm. wherein it focuses on the ba- well the bad guy of the Karate Kid the Johnny Lawrence and of course Danny LaRusso who is the titular Karate Kid they're both it focuses on both of them eventually coming out of retirement in the Karate and putting up their own dojos and you can see how both mm-hmm. develop their own styles and also have their own problems you'd think that the good guy uh, Danny LaRusso when he starts he was teaching exactly like Mr. Miyagi the legendary, of course, um, sensei, and he taught him everything, made him win. the. But in fact, when he tried to teach exactly like Mr. Mr. Miyagi, he actually started failing. He couldn't, it doesn't work. So there's a lot of things that you can learn from it. And another thing with John Lawrence, he also taught the way he he was taught by um, Reese, uh, yeah, the yeah. bad guy from the first film, and he also failed. Reese. So the best, both of them, in a way, well, not really a spoiler, but they they, mm. they grew as teachers when they taught their own way. And it's so great the way that they the way that they they learned their own uh, incorporate their own experiences yeah. and their own styles yeah. of teaching. It's a wonderful show to watch. It's very funny. It's mm. very uh, lovable. A lot of it's even like the kids they actually. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I've been waiting for the ne- the next year. I've watched it since the very start. So yeah. And I've been updated to it. So I'm excited for and it's a December pa yata siya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sa Pasko pa yata or sa bagong taon. So, yeah. I think the guy for the ponytail is going to come back. I forgot his name, but he's from Quartet. Terry Silver. Yeah, Yeah, Terry Silver. Yeah, it's so exciting. So, But if you haven't watched it yet, please, it's a great show. Uh, I probably will. (laughs) Now you will. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sir Jay, thank you again. Um, Thank you very much. What would you like to promote? Would you like to promote the podcast for our listeners? Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me, uh, Matt and Borge. Uh, if you want to know more about my thoughts on education as a young millennial teacher, uh, please check out the Pesara Tales. Uh, we're uh, I'm part of the uh, the Pipe Network as well. So uh, uh, we're, we're a network of podcasts that have great content as well. Uh, but yeah, the Pesara Tales, it's available on Spotify, Apple, Google, 
uh, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can check out our our link tree. It has all the links already to uh, you know to my social media accounts and uh, we actually have a Facebook group called the Teachers Lounge. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, check there for uh, updates on the show as well as just, you know, random stuff about the education, uh, news, memes, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, link three, uh, link, linktr.ee slash tapisaratales. So siguro papalagay ko na sa inyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay lang. Yeah. So it has all the links there. So yeah. Yeah, we'll Thank you very putting, much. Yeah, we'll be putting all those links in the show notes. So uh, that's another great episode. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the PI Podcast can also be found on YouTube, Anchor, and Spotify. If you have any questions, suggestions, or just messages, please send us an email at pipodcastph at gmail.com. But until the next episode, Magandang gabi, mga kapiyay.